Hello, this is Josh Banner, and you're listening to a collaboration episode between the Invitation Podcast and The Awakening. In fact, one of the problems with the National Study of Youth and Religion is that we ask kids what they believe. That was dumb. We should have asked them to tell us a story that was true for them. That's Kenda Creasy-Dean, the Mary D. Sinat Professor of Youth, Church, and Culture, speaking with me about the essential gift of sharing our stories with each other. Relationships happen when our stories connect. When the journey that I'm on and the journey that you're on, we come together in some way. and, And in sharing that journey, we become, you know, a we. The I becomes a we. So this episode of the Invitation Podcast is a series collaboration with The Awakening. That's a week-long experience for high school students in the worship arts. I serve The Awakening as the Director of Discipleship. And in this series, I continue to unpack the unique advantages that teens have in pursuing God. What does a 16-year-old have to teach the church the experience working with young people you're like oh yeah this isn't just about young people this is about me (laughs) kenda creasy dean is one of the key interpreters of the findings of the national study of youth and religion an almost 15 year study on the shape and influence of religion and spirituality in the lives of american youth My ministry of spiritual direction with the invitation mainly keeps me focused on serving pastors and prisoners, this space between prayer and justice. But it's Kenda's writings that have given vocabulary to the reason why I keep one foot in youth ministry through the awakening. So, my high school and college-age listeners, let me summarize what Kenda has taught me and what all the fuss of this episode is about. I see God in you. You encourage and teach me. And that's why I enjoy being with you at the awakening. So I'm being selfish. I'm eager to see God stir in you, speak to you, and speak through you. Maybe you're a teenager considering the awakening for the summer, or you're a parent trying to discern if the awakening could be a good fit for your child, or maybe you're an awakening alum or intern who is still learning from your experience at the awakening in previous years. And of course, regular invitation podcast listeners are invited to listen here as well. What I'm proposing here is a family conversation that I hope will be formative for all of us because when we speak to teens and when we speak about teens, we're learning something about ourselves. So bear with me, high school student. You're not going to be tested on this as I get into the weeds here of these details 
I am honoring the God that I see and know in you. What is all the fuss here? In 2005, sociologist Christian Smith published the first of his research in the National Study of Youth and Religion, where he identifies the core religious beliefs of American teens as what he calls moralistic, therapeutic deism. Basically, the idea goes like this. God designed the world and set it in motion. He wants you and me to be good, happy people. But this God is not actively involved in our happiness. The classic metaphor for deism is God as the watchmaker. He assembled all the pieces, wound the clock, set it on the shelf, and left. So after Christian Smith published all this information about his findings on the spirituality of teenagers in America, what ensued next was another wave of research. If our high school students have such poor, thin faith, who or what caused this? Where did they learn this? Is this thin faith a result of a poor youth ministry? Do youth pastors need to develop their communication skills to get through to teenagers better? Enter here into this conversation our beloved Kenda Creasy Dean, who, in her book, Almost Christian, What the Faith of Our Teenagers is Telling the American Church, Here in her book, Kenda offers the most significant response to the findings of Christian Smith's research that I have read. She writes, What if the blasé religiosity of most American teenagers is not the result of poor communication, but the result of excellent communication, of a watered-down gospel so devoid of God's self-giving love in Jesus Christ, so immune to the sending love of the Holy Spirit that it might not be Christianity at all. To say this another way, it's not the youth pastors. The trouble is with all of us, with the American church. Our children haven't fallen far from the tree because our spiritual health is only as vital as our children's. We are currently seeing a crisis in the church in America, and the division and infighting today is staggering. Yet, Kenda Creasy-Dean was warning us of the failures of cultural Christianity in 2010 when she wrote the words I just read. But there's hope. Every time we diagnose a sickness, we look for a remedy. And Kenda's one vital takeaway from all this research is the vital need for children and parents to share their faith stories. That, you know, no, actually talking to your kids about faith is is one of the most important gifts you will ever give them. So, high school student or even college student, 
Yes, we are indeed talking about and studying you. There are researchers collecting data on you. And we are here because we want to talk with you. I hope in a way that encourages you in your faith. And parents or youth worker, there really is something for us to learn of God in and through your teenager. But before we go any farther, let's make sure that we're all on the same page about the importance of this family conversation. What indeed is the significance of family? For 40 years, we've known that parents are the most important formative influence on young people's faith. Mm-hmm. In fact, Christian Smith has a new book coming out this spring, I think, um, on pat- handing on faith. The conclusion is essentially that the only institution which carries any weight anymore, mm-hmm. you know, is family. Yeah. And it's not even that we think it carries that much weight, it's just that you're around it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So what about you here? How are you feeling about this family talk? Speaking to my teenage friend who is listening, if you could sit down with your parents or youth pastor or anyone else that you trust spiritually, someone you've been encouraged by and inspired by, someone who's helped you understand what it means to be a Christian, what kinds of things would you want to share with them? about your faith, your desires, and your dreams. What true story do you have to offer? And speaking to the parent or youth worker who's listening, imagine sitting down with your beloved young person. What gifts do you have to share with them? How are you able to open up spiritual conversations with your student? What would you want to offer of God to this precious emerging adult? What true stories do you have to share? So, do you have a sense of how you'd like to begin, what you'd like to share? Do you feel the vulnerability and tenderness of it? Good. From my perspective, the general parameters of this conversation between a teenager and an adult might go something like this. The teen would say, I don't know if my parents understand me, or if they love me for who I really am. The parents, conversely, might say, I don't know if my child understands that this is the way I know how to love them. And if we moved this summary deeper and expanded on it, the teenager might elaborate and say, My parents just don't understand me. I have so many interests and desires that they know nothing about. I wish I had more freedom to make my own choices, to follow my passions, 
And to not have someone looking over my shoulder all the time. And I even wish my parents could get excited about the things that I'm excited about. One of our high school students described it this way in one of our awakening gatherings. Um, adults can very much look at you <laughs> um, like you're crazy. Yeah. And so she turned from this vulnerable statement to First Timothy 4.12 to talk about the growing boldness of her faith. Do not let anybody look down on you because of your age or because you're young. The Lord has been really guiding me to a lot of those times in the Bible where he's called out young people. For the past three years that I've been a part of Awakening, I've felt more and more stirred to step out in faith now. And now considering how the parents might respond, I love your passion and energy. And I was like that once too. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to make sure you're putting all that creativity and enthusiasm towards something productive so that you can be successful and happy in the future. Kenda points out two ways that parents struggle to nurture faith in their children. The first one is pragmatism. Parents' sincere interest in the success of their children can often compete with going to church. And so Andy Root talks about how you know, the reason why parents take their kids to soccer instead of worship on Sunday morning is because they love their children. Mm-hmm. And they're convinced accurately mm-hmm. that participating in soccer on Sunday mornings will do more for their children's success than coming to mm-hmm. church. True. Absolutely true. It is true. But the God question is based on a different set of values. And here is the tip of the iceberg of what a 16-year-old has to teach their parents. Am I not more valuable than success? Here, the enormity of the God question becomes rather swollen, vulnerable, and difficult to consider. Do our children possess an enormous hunger for God that we as adults have forgotten? And isn't that love for God more valuable even than success? They're calling us out Mm -hmm. in terms of their um, frank recognition of cultural Christianity being pretty lukewarm stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they don't go along with it, but they don't, they're they're not going to sell their souls for it. Mm -hmm. And they're right about that. They're absolutely right about that. Um, that's not what we're called to sell our souls mm-hmm. for. So I, I view youth ministry as a prophetic um, ministry to the church. Mm-hmm. I also view it as a really honest way of understanding um, the deep longings of all human beings that are just super acute, you know, with young people. And so the passion and enthusiasm, the deep, acute longings of a teenager is a lesson for us. It is a gift that can, if we let it, 
remind us of our own forgotten longings. But here is the kicker. This family conversation that I'm trying to stir up here, it's already happening. The question is if we will take this implicit conversation and make it explicit. If we will actually steward the conversation with courage, vulnerability, and love, or if we will let it go untended. What we know is that kids' um, spiritual lives mirror their parents' spiritual lives to an astonishing degree, and that's probably true in our family too, but... This is the main message of Kenda Creasy-Dean. Youth ministry is prophetic in the sense that it speaks to the church, meaning, again, God is stirring within high school students. He is revealing himself through the students, showing us his goodness, love, and yes, even showing us a wisdom that we can all learn from. There is then a necessary humble posture that we are invited to take as we grow in our capacity to spend time with our children, to be present to them, to listen to and learn with our children. This is the honest sharing our stories with each other to develop trust. What do you trust? Who do you trust? Who do you put your faith in, right? And so I try to change my language even from belief to trust sometimes just to remind myself, this is a relationship that we're talking about. And it comes, relationships happen when our stories connect. When the journey that I'm on and the journey that you're on, we come together in some way. and, And in sharing that journey, we become you know, a we. The I becomes a we. next episode, we will tease this out a bit further with some more insight on how we can share our stories with each other. Kenda even offers some of her personal challenges to do this with her own children. Mostly, we will enjoy considering more of the unique gifts that teenagers have to offer us, especially their great capacity to love stories and to remind us that we love stories too. If you have a high school student or know of someone else who might be interested in attending the Awakening, the dates for the summer are June 13th through the 18th. If you go to hope.edu forward slash offices forward slash awakening, you can find more videos and information about the Awakening, as well as a link to register It is a gift and an honor to serve the awakening and to have you listening. So thank you for listening and joining 
with us on this journey. Until next time, amen. Amen.